Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And today we're going to start off with some news out of the women's side of things because Amanda Serrano uh, has decided uh, that she uh, will go into the ring uh, fighting her next opponent over 12 rounds, 12 three-minute rounds. So for the first time since 2007, two women fighters could be in the ring for a title fight just as long as their male counterparts. This is courtesy of Michael Robinstein. He's uh, Rothstein, sorry, out of ESPN. And he's saying, when undisputed featherweight champ Amanda Serrano defends her WBA, IBF, and WBO belts against Daniela Ramos on October 27th at Caribe Royal Resort in Orlando, Florida, the two will fight 12 three-minute rounds instead of the official 10 two-minute rounds for title fights in women's boxing. This will be the first women's unified championship fight ever fought under the same rules as the men. So there you go, history in the making. Thought I'd bring that to your attention on today's episode as we head into Female Friday, as we like to call it here on Talk and Fight. Elsewhere in the screwed up men's division, heavyweight, here we go. The World Boxing Association has been forced to resurrect the regular heavyweight title, putting the future of their full title in disarray. A court ruling was filed by former champion Muhammad Char, leaving the WBA with no choice but to set the division back at least a couple of years. This means Char returns as WBA champion, effectively canceling the reigns of both Trevor Bryan and, wait for it, Daniel Dubois. On the face of what has transpired, Dubois should never have been given a shot at Alexander Usyk last month in Poland. The belt, a controversy since its inception in 2011, was supposed to die that night when Dubois put it on the line against Usyk. Instead, the newly labeled a zombie belt is alive again due to the char complaint. It renders Dubois getting his opportunity as nonsense as it should have been Char facing Usyk. Outlining their decision, which was taken out of the hands by legalities, the WBA said, as part of a court settlement, WBA Championships Committee has reinstated Mamu Char as regular champion of the organization's heavyweight division. Quote, the agreement reaches an end and ends a long dispute brought by the boxer and his team, it will allow the WBA to close this chapter to settle a conflict that's been going on for more than a year. Char lost his status as champion in recess uh, to December 2021. He had not fought at the scheduled time, and after the impossibility of agreeing to a fight with Trevor Bryan due to the pandemic, if you all recall, after two years and judicial processing between the WBA has decided to reinstate the regular champion status to the boxer. After a thorough study by the WBA on the best way to execute this move, the WBA set two cr crucial con uh, critical conditions. First, Char must face Jarrell Miller, the fifth rated boxer in the division before October 14th. Secondly, the matchup winner must face the next available contender. The body will determine this in due course. Finally, they said the judicial agreement can constitutes a temporary decision of the organization. This has been taken in the best spirit of overcoming a difference that prevented the WBA from moving forward in its plans. 
The WBA, however, has vowed to continue removing regular titles from existence. However, Char facing Miller is only the beginning. Char will then face another contender before uh, becoming the mandatory challenger, and that could be either Deontay Wilder or Martin Bacoli. Both Wilder and Bacoli are number one and number two in the WBA's ratings. Gets a bit wilder. The British heavyweight boxing um, industry faced another night of shame after two contenders brawled in front of the cameras at the Tyson Fury Francis Nagano Media Day. Fabio Wardley, the current UK champion and big punching contender David Adelaide, went face to face in confrontation captured by cameras. Adelaide seemed to be the aggressor as he stalked Wardley during an interview before pushing his rival in a threatening manner. Wardley retaliated until both teams got involved. Wardley got floored by a punch reported to have been from another fighter. He hit the floor and suffered a cut to his face in the melee, leading to early indications that he may be unable to compete on the bill. Wow. And that fight's going to happen in about six weeks' time, by the way. And, and will be happening in Saudi Arabia, as we all know. So I don't think the Saudis will be too happy with that embarrassing bit of nonsense. Anyway, speaking of nonsense, another headline is screaming on Boxing247.com. Fury obese could be in trouble against Francis Nagano. According to Michael Collins, he says Tyson Fury looked terribly obese during today's kickoff press conference for his match against non-boxer Francis Nagano on October 28th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Nine months out of the ring, has seen Fury's waistline grow to the level of his 58-year-old father, John Fury, and there's no chance that he's going to be able to lose all the weight by next month when he faces Nagano in the headliner in Riyadh. There's no chance that Fury will be able to trim off the fat he's carrying around his waist by next month, and Nagano could take advantage of that. Fury seemed more concerned with bragging about the huge money the Saudis are giving him for this fight than he was about talking about resuming his boxing career. It's pretty clear that the three fights against Deontay Wilder have ruined Fury's motivation to fight quality opposition. Perhaps it was being knocked unconscious by Wilder in the first fight, and dropped equally hard in the third contest that did something to Fury because he's shown no desire to fight quality opposition ever since. When Fury has tried to set up fights with Anthony Joshua and Alexander Yusek, he's ruined things by playing hardball and acting like a king. I'll kick his ass in the cage and John Jones too, said Tyson Fury uh, about his wanting to fate Nagano in the octagon after he faces him in a boxing match on October 28th. I will not uh, go any further in that particular article. I'll move along to say Tyson Fury is not interested in anti-Joshua or Deontay Wilder fights anymore. Again, courtesy of our friends over at BoxingNews24.com. Courtesy of Jake Tiernan, Tyson Fury is not interested in fighting top-level boxers. AJ and and, uh, Wilder, Fury says his interest in facing Nagano in their boxing match uh, and then either a rematch with him in either a cage or a fight with John Jones. There will be a major push by boxing fans for the WBC to strip Fury of his heavyweight title. Like that hasn't been ongoing for a while. If he's going to be focused on fighting MMA fighters, be it in the cage or the ring. If Tyson Fury is 35 years old, 
old, by the way, is going to put his energy into doing crossover events against non-boxers. He should be stripped of his WBC title and use the invisible lineal title that he frequently mentions. Uh, just to recap, uh, Tyson's getting a lot of money from the Saudis to fight the 37-year-old Nagano. And, and you'd, re you'd really like to see him return to the boxing ring and face uh, Alexander Usyk, or at least at least clobber Anthony Joshua uh, or get clobbered by Deontay Wilder again or get knocked out by Gilles Zhang. Uh, and then, of course, there's always uh, up-and-comers, Jared Anderson, the big boy, uh, Mahmoudov, or even Frank Frank Sanchez, who's in the, uh, you know, in that circle of friends, shall we say. Yeah. So the, 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 the fighting of words goes on, especially this must be frustrating for not only fans, but promoters as well. In other fights that actually happened, it's good to notice that uh, uh, Oscar De La Hoya is pretty busy over in California at the Fantasy Springs Casino in Indio. That's in California. Uh, just the other night, uh, uh, shown over to Zone, uh, Golden Boy Promotions presented in the main event. NABF welterweight champion Raul Curiel, who stopped Courtney Pennington in the final seconds of the 10th round. And in the co-main event, super bantamweight Manuel Gucci Flores stopped Gerson Ortiz in two rounds. So pretty good stuff happening out in California. Uh, and uh, across the country in Florida, we see WBA's number 15 light heavyweight and former world title challenger, Hot Rod uh uh Kalajic, he's 28 and 2 by the way 20 knockouts stopped mickey ellison 14 and 5 five knockouts in round number eight uh earlier uh, in this week at the pro box tv event center in plant city florida Kalajic uh, broke down ellison before dragging him twice in round number eight to end it uh former world title challenger jonas one punch zonzo zoltan 19 and 6 uh, scored an eight-round unanimous decision over Frank Gonzalez, also on the same card, in a super bantamweight clash. Sultan dropped Gonzalez in round two and round five, but was deducted two points for hitting Gonzalez when he was on the canvas. No scores were announced. Uh, WBA number 15 super featherweight, uh, William Foster the third, 16-0, 10 knockouts, knocked out. Misiel Lopez, 14-4 in round number nine. The bout was stopped after Fossier battered Lopez to the canvas, and the time was 58 seconds. Unbeaten super featherweight Dominic Vela, 7-0, five knockouts, won a six-round unanimous decision over Damien Akala, 7-3. Scores were 60-52, 60-52, and 59-53. Alcala down twice, by the way. Let's uh, finish off this uh, show today with a bit of news out of Australia through Cancun in Mexico. Justice Hooney, the heavyweight, is to face Andrew Tabiti on October 28th in Cancun, Mexico. Australian heavyweight Justice Hooney is set to match, ma ma uh, match up against the much-anticipated North American debut uh, under the matchroom banner against Andrew Tabiti. So this will be his first fight as a matchroom fighter in America. Australian heavyweight, as the story goes, courtesy of top heavyweights in heavyweightboxing.com's website. Um, Australian heavyweight Justin Ho Justice Hooney 
is set to make his much-anticipated North American debut under the matchroom banner against Andrew Tabiti in Cancun, Mexico on October 28th. This fight will be broadcast live worldwide on the zone and is presented in association with Pepe Gomez and Cancun Boxing. Huni, boasting a record seven wins with four knockouts, was initially scheduled to face Tabiti in New Orleans in June. However, a sparring injury left the Australian amateur star with an ankle injury forcing the postponement of the bout. Now, Huni is eager to step back into the ring and embark on his new journey with Matchroom following his two-year deal with promoter Eddie Hearn in February. This fight uh, makes, makes it marks a significant moment for Huni as he'll be competing in the United States for the first time. I wouldn't call Cancun, Mexico, United States, but I'll set that aside. Uh, in his professional career, he transitioned into the heavy division after a successful debut against James Wilson in Jeddah, that's in Saudi Arabia, back in August of 2022. Can't believe they said Cancun, Mexico is in the United States. Anyway, boxing fans, thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr for a show Knuckle Up. And then 7 p.m. Eastern time when we join Tim Witherspoon and others. Uh, hopefully, Lou Eisen will join us for a toe-to-toe -to -toe battle against Carl from Last Bell Boxing, who has something to say about Eddie Hearn. I'll leave it at that. Hope to see you later on. And thank you for joining me.